Now, when it comes to your IRA, don't forget your RMDs. You also need to think about your FRA, LTC, and FEHB. No one wants to listen to another boring financial show. That's why Alicia and Josh Lewis and Chuck Lehman created the NOCO Retirement Report as a way to break down the complex world of retirement planning to something that's simple and easy to understand and have some fun while doing it. Here's the Lehman Lewis team with the NOCO Retirement Report. 81% of U.S. adults are worried about a recession hitting this year. That's from a recent CNBC survey. And more economists and financial analysts believe our recession risk is high. So what should you do with your retirement savings? We're going to talk about that here on the NOCO Retirement Report today. Northern Colorado, welcome to the NOCO Retirement Report. Along with Alicia Lewis, Chuck Lehman, and Josh Lewis, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. You can reach the Lehman Lewis Financial Group team anytime at 970-446-1234 or on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. Alicia, Chuck, Josh, good morning. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And great to be with Northern Colorado. We're going to get you fired up today. Sixty years ago, Ray Charles was jamming that tune out. It's one of the best rhythm and blues recordings for Hit the Road Jack, 1962. Now, Chuck, now you and I certainly can relate to that song. We're going to play one for Josh and Alicia to get their toes tapping this morning. Ah, the boy band Hanson. 25 years ago, can you believe 25 years ago, that tune was coming out a three-week run at number one with Mbop. I must have missed that. <laughs> it's just so catchy. I mean, it made me want to grow my hair long and dye it blonde for sure. So. <laughs> I was never a big fan. I know, but you know, at least one of the, it's a, it's a tune that's um, a little newer for your lifetime. But it, that's we, right. I, either way. Uh, we're, we're trying to appeal to all audiences today That's on right. the NOCO Retirement Report. You know what's interesting is I'll bet you most anybody, uh, most most ages of anyone, is going to know that Ray Charles song. I would think so. Anybody but the other one, they they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say anybody that comes to my house and stays after 9 p.m., they're very familiar with that song. <laughs> <laughs> Clock strikes nine, cue the music. Josh is jamming it so the whole neighborhood uh, knows, get out. That's right. Party's over. All right. So I said a few minutes ago, CNBC did a survey indicating 81% of adults in the U.S. are worried about a recession. Now, Mark Zandi with Moody's Analytics told Fox Business News, that our risk is awfully high. Lloyd Blankfein of Goldman Sachs says that consumers and companies need to be prepared. So what are retirees needing to be thinking about with the retirement savings and all of this chatter? Well, I think more than anything, they do need to be prepared for what happens in the market. It changes. It's volatile. It can go down and it will go down. We've seen it go down. But I think more than anything, people who are retired or approaching retirement, it's important to have a plan together that even when the market goes down, it's not going to affect your lifestyle. It's not going to affect your plan. And it certainly is not going to affect your income. And that's what we do here at Lehman Lewis is 
we put that plan together with the families that we represent to make sure that they're still comfortable in retirement. It doesn't mean, you know, there's still some times where it's like, oh, what's going on with the market? And it's like, hey, here's here's what's happening with the market, and it's not going to affect your situation, your income, your retirement success. And I think more than anything, that's what people want is that, you know, just breath of fresh air of saying, okay, I can, I can handle some of this volatility, but it's not going to, it's not going to ruin me. So Greg McBride, he's the chief financial analyst at bankrate.com. And he has some advice for investors right now. In a year like this, where interest rates are going up and, and at a pretty substantial clip, you can expect there are going to be a lot of ups and downs, but it's really important for individual investors to maintain that long-term perspective, particularly in the face of, of sharp pullbacks in the market. And Josh, that can be hard, maintaining perspective when you feel like you're just getting rocked from all sides. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, I think it's kind of important to just kind of hit a couple key terms here. So people talk about corrections, recessions, bear markets, and they like refer to them like it's some beast that lives in the hillside, you know, and it's going <laughs> to show up one day and just like knock around your, your house. house you down. just call him Chuck. Yeah. Right. A little bit. Yeah. So <clears throat> sorry, Chuck. Never right, in front right. of him, though. Never in front of him. OK, so correction, just key terms. Right. So market decline at 10 percent from its peak, but not more than 20 percent because more than 20% is gonna be a bear market. So if it's down 20% from the peak, that's a bear market. But a recession, which everyone's talking about, right? Like it's this huge detrimental thing and it's not good, but we're talking about two consecutive quarters of declining GDP. So that means the economy's contracting and we're not you know, building our gross domestic product. We're not you know, having this great you know, flurry of economic activity that's increasing GDP. So. When we talk about this, I think it's important, you know, like what uh, Mr. McBride said about that long-term perspective is looking at why do we own companies in the stock market? You know, some of them might be speculative and some of those guys are kind of getting punched in the face right now because their growth is based a little bit on speculation. But if you got a lot of good quality companies in your portfolio with, you know, what I would call a fortress type balance sheet where they're still seeing good cash flow, maybe their revenue is down, but they're making goods and services that we all need through whatever the economy's doing, those are going to be the companies that are going to see that rebound. You know, they're they're going to pull back absolutely, but again, we're looking at this not just for the next 3 months, 6 months, 9 months. We're looking at it from the next 5, 10, 15 years. So again, that whole perspective thing really becomes important. Reach out today and start your retirement roadmap. It's to get you into and through retirement successfully. Reach out to the Lehman Lewis Financial Group team anytime at 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. Along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, when you have a down economy, you see headlines about corrections, bear markets, recessions. Uh, what's the difference in all of the, the market scenarios? Just again, Josh, I know you explained some, but let's, we want people to just be clear where we're at. Yep. So a recession is going to be much longer than, say, a correction, right? We could have a market correction. We come off that peak high more than 10%. That could change you know, over the course of a really good trading day, and we're back up out of correction territory. Whereas, you know, a bear market, that's going to really decline that 20% for the peak. So 
a little historical perspective in that regard. A bear market historically has lasted right around nine and a half, technically 9.6 months over that. So historically, again, looking at the S&P, we've seen 26 bear markets since 1928. So when you start thinking about that in context, I mean, it's actually pretty frequent that we've seen bear markets historically. So um, that's really kind of the difference between those of where this recession, it could be very short-lived, right? It could just be just two consecutive quarters where we experience that. And I say that because we're, the, the economy is relatively strong despite what's going on. Even though inflation's high, consumers are still spending. It hasn't really slowed down a lot of economic activity. Unemployment numbers are still, you know, looking pretty good. So we're starting to see some of the recoveries still play out. But now, with interest rates really driving a lot of the narrative, that's really kind of pushing down economic activity. And honestly, that's the goal, right? They're looking at, you know, raising interest rates to suppress some of that economic activity to reduce inflation. So I think it really depends on how quickly they get a handle on some of these inflation numbers, how that changes some of our habits as consumers, and that'll really determine how long the bear market, you know, goes. Because right now we're kind of flirting with that. Maybe the, the NASDAQ is definitely there. Dow and S&P have kind of avoided it, maybe dipped a toe in there, but we're, we're in this kind of transitional period where we could go into that recession, but it could be very short-lived also. So let's talk about the creation of a retirement income strategy that helps us protect against things in a down economy. Chuck, Alicia, why don't you sound off on developing what you've done now, especially you, Chuck, for uh, over 45 years, developing retirement income strategies. Well, the, you know, the main thing is, like we are always preaching, is to have a plan and, and be truly diversified with your portfolio. And uh, when I say diversified, it doesn't mean diversified among all risk. There are different vehicles out there that we have used for uh, decades that, uh, you know, for a portion of it, that gives you the safety option, but still gives you an opportunity to make, you know, hopefully 3 to 5%, uh, depending on what the market does. But the main thing is, uh, it doesn't go down. You know, it, it's products that when the markets go up, you get a portion of it. When it goes down, you just keep what you had. When the markets are really going up, you don't make as much. But the whole, you know, the whole thing behind this is the option you're never given is the option you'll never take. And we find that so many people come in here, and when we go through the educational process and explain to them, here's everything that's available out there. And a lot of the things we don't even, uh, you know, we don't even market, but we at least show you this is what's available. And when they're like, gosh, nobody ever told me that. And usually it's because they're working with someone that they, they have a limited amount of products that they can show you. And they're trying to sometimes pigeonhole you into what they market. And that just isn't, you know, we believe not the way to go, especially in retirement, because you've got too much to risk. You don't want to be going back to work. Well, I think it's important too, to understand that, you know, when we're talking about creating a plan and creating income, you know, there's different things that we look at. We look at, first of all, what is your uh, paycheck needing to be? And when I say paycheck, I mean, this is money that's going to come in no matter what. It's guaranteed. You know, so we look at a lot of different things like what's your pension, what's your social security, and then uh, beyond that, how much more do you need um, uh, to fulfill your, your paycheck and that's going to come in, like I said, every single month. Then we look at, you know, what, what do you want to have as your play check? 
because play check that can change every single year. You might, you know, want to go travel around the world one year and that's, you're going to need a big play check versus, Hey, maybe one year you, you don't really travel too much and you just hang out at home or, or Hey, next year you're, you're spending lots of money on the grandkids or whatever. That's, that's money that kind of ebbs and flows. And so that's where we kind of look at the two different types of income, income that's going to be coming in every single month. It's a guaranteed income for the rest of you and your spouse's life. Uh, and then the, the play check is that, yeah, it's for play and it changes and every year it can go up or down depending on what you're wanting to do with your lifestyle. Folks, we can't put the next recession on the calendar. No one knows when it will happen or just how long that it might last. And during your retirement, you're going to experience ups and downs in the market. By putting a plan in place today, you can help make sure that your savings will last no matter what happens with the economy. There's no cost. There's no obligation to reach out and sit down and have a conversation with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh. Call the Lehman Lewis Financial Group today, 970-446-1234. 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. We'll continue the NOCO Retirement Report right after this. Are you ready to start working on your retirement roadmap? Schedule your visit with the Lehman Lewis team today by texting MAP to 970-446-1234. That's the word MAP to 970-446-1234. Three generations. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. When Lehman Lewis Financial Group says they are a family-owned and operated company, they mean it. Years ago, Grandpa Lehman started it. His son Chuck built on it and continued it. And now Alicia and her husband Josh Lewis have joined in to continue the family tradition of helping others find happiness in retirement. If that's what you're looking for in a financial professional, a family-oriented business that treats their clients like, well, family, then give Lehman Lewis Financial Group a call, 970-519-2212. Chuck, Alicia, and Josh say it all the time. It's not about the accounts, the numbers, or the products, but rather it's about the people. Three generations of doing things the right way. Join the Lehman Lewis family today, 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. Jimmy Lakey is not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and was paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance services. Social Security. Do you want to get the most out of it? Learn how with the Lehman Lewis team's free Social Security report. Get your copy at laymanlewisresources.com slash security. That's laymanlewisresources.com slash security. This is the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, how much is left on your to-do list this week? What about the honey-do list of chores around the house? I'm sure, like mine, it's a mile long. Now, the problem is with long lists can be overwhelming and it can cause you to just wad it up, throw in the trash and shut down. So let's keep this simple. Found an article the other day, Alicia, top 10 Steve Jobs success secrets for insane productivity. Not an easy title to say, but the, the first few tips were prioritize ruthlessly, seek simplicity and say no to a thousand things. Now, Basically, it's keep it simple. So that is the challenge um, at Lehman Lewis. Again, you do that a lot with, with, you know, as couples come in, especially to trying to keep it simple. So what are your three topics for retirement planning? The lists that you help uh, people 
gather and put together. And uh, as we talk about uh, this, what are the, what are those maybe top three things? Yeah. So our top three topics that we you know just to keep it simple is income, healthcare, and you know long term care expenses as well as taxes. So, and not necessarily in that order. Right. And the reason why those are top three is because it's intertwined. They're so intertwined with each other. And I think oftentimes people forget one or more of those. And then what happens is it throws the whole plan, or if there's no plan, it kind of implodes that. And so when we focus on planning, we look at, okay, what's your income in retirement? What are the taxes going to be today, five years, 10 years down the road? And how can we put you in a position to where it's a better tax situation, hopefully tax-free? And then also looking at some of those healthcare expenses. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said they're not necessarily in that order because income and taxes uh, tend to be one and one A and, and can certainly be problematic. So, Chuck, why should the topics income, taxes and health care, long term care uh, definitely be included when you're planning for your retirement? Well, if it's not, like uh, Alicia said, it'll just implode. Too many times, you know, we see people that come in here and they have a lot of, you know, money, a lot of investments but they don't have a plan. And their plan is, well, I'm just going to start withdrawing off of my investments. Well, which ones are you going to you know, draw off of to make it most tax efficiently? Or what are you going to do in the event that the markets drop? Or I should say when the markets drop, we don't know, you know how long, how bad, how you know, severe it's going to be, but it's cyclical. We know that. It always does. And when you're in retirement, it's not like when you're in your working years and you can just let it, oh, you know, it's not going to bother me because I'm not taking any money out. But if you're relying on your pot of money that uh, you've accrued in your 401ks and IRAs, and the markets drop, like in, you know, 2008 and 2009, so many people, you know, that didn't have a plan, they were just making withdrawals, well, that's where they got into trouble because they lost 40, 50% of their portfolio, yet they were still drawing money off of it and it never allowed it f- the money that went down in the market to earn back what it had lost over that six years that it took to dig out of the hole. And those people had to, well, they either had to Go refinance to work, their yeah, home, yeah. Uh, you know, they had to make a lot of changes that they did not necessarily had to do if they would have had a plan. Mm. So it's imperative that you have a plan to cover all these areas. And when things happen, you know, we always say hope for the best and plan for the worst. But too many people, especially now because the markets are doing well, they're hoping for the best and planning for the best because they forget that what goes up will come down. Yeah, the law of gravity is fully in effect. And we, we do, by full disclosure, want to point out that uh, Layman Lewis uh, it does not provide tax advice, and you should speak to your qualified tax professional. And in fact, if you don't have one, you guys can prov- at least provide them some names of folks that, that you trust uh, to work in, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, again, that's that's something that uh, that Alicia, Chuck, and Josh can steer you to. But but again, they're not going to provide you tax advice, but they can provide someone to you that uh, can get you that kind of advice. This is the NOCO Retirement Report, along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. So, Josh, if we're feeling overwhelmed by retirement, or we're just concerned that we haven't done enough to prepare for it, what can we do? 
That's an easy answer. Just give me a call, 970-446-1234. Well, he's right on spot. That was, that was perfect. Uh, right. That was... Thank you. So I love the softballs. Keep them coming. No, um, great question. I think, again, this is where people, you know, a lot of times look at things in a very one-sided sort of fashion. So we sit down with people all the time who have that sort of lingering question of, have I done enough? Have I saved enough? Am I ready to retire? And a lot of times, you know, people are looking at sort of what they're looking at, and they're not looking at the full scope of things. And sometimes it's a really pleasant surprise when we sit down with those people. And sometimes it's just a matter of us saying, hey, if you adjust this, reduce your expenses here, so on and so forth, it's very feasible. But I think ultimately, again, the numbers don't lie, folks. It's about sitting down. It's about looking at your cash flows. What are your expenses? What are your income sources? All of those different things. And then how do they all work together? So if you're not sitting down running some analysis on your numbers, how are you really going to know and feel confident about your plan? So that's exactly what we do. Anytime we sit down with someone who's really looking at retirement, we're building out a plan, looking at all the numerical values and how that works and saying, you know, is this feasible? Is this tangible? And, and that's really where we go from from there. In fact, uh, I'll reiterate what Josh said. The phone number is 970-446-1234, 970-446-1234. And let the team at Lehman Lewis help you get your retirement roadmap. Again, you need to know where you're headed and what obstacles could be laying in the road. Have you prepared for taxes? Have you prepared for the impending inflation? Have you prepared for health care and long-term care during your retirement? These are all things that can rob that nest egg of savings that you've taken 30 to 40 years to compile and need to last 30 to 40 years to get you through your retirement. Put that plan together with Alicia, Chuck, Josh, Jeff, our entire Lehman Lewis financial family. Again, 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. Now, Alicia, there are certainly options and things for generating income in retirement. Could you discuss just a few of those options that we have at our disposal? Absolutely. So there are quite a few options and it really depends on, again, like what we always say, it really depends on the family that we're working with. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there is just this, you know, cookie cutter uh, plan or cookie cutter income plan that we work out with We're not building a Pizza Hut or McDonald's that follow the same (laughs) blueprint, you know, I mean. Exactly. And so there's different incomes depending on different needs for the family. So sometimes, you know, we do use um, just some investments that are tax-free, whether it be life insurance, whether it be positioning it more into Roth, um, and it could be taken off of market money. It could be taken off of annuities. There's a a ton of different investments and, and products out there. But here is the thing. It all comes down to how is it positioned and the timing of the positions. So really, we look at doing bucket strategies. We call it bucket strategies in here. Some might call it laddering, things like that. And what it does is it allows your money to really sit and grow. Meanwhile, you're taking from another bucket of money. So it really, a, a lot of times people love this because they're looking at it saying, I like how, how this is 
simple, A, but also we know and, and we have a pretty good idea of what to expect, not only our income and how it's going to continue to go up because of inflation, and this is keeping up with inflation, but we also have a pretty good idea of what the taxes are going to be and as well as how it's invested. So, you know, what approximately it could potentially grow at. So, and we're not, you know, we never, when we're sitting down showing, let's say market um, investments, for example, we're never showing the, you know, eight to 12%, which a lot of advisors, um, unfortunately, are showing people that, which really in turn can can uh, blow up, if you will, because if there's a year that you're um, that you've maybe lost twenty, thirty, maybe even as high as forty percent, it's going to throw off that average, and then you're not going to be able to spend as much. So when we're looking at okay, this is how much we should anticipate, we always uh, show a, a much lower illustrated increase in growth with, with your portfolio because of the fact, you know, that there's that saying, uh, we want to, uh, what, what is it? It's under, under promise, uh, under promise over overperform. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. There you go. And so, yeah, we, we always, we always do it that way because again, that's also showing, Hey, here's, here's a not as great of a scenario. You know, if let's say you only make 4% in the market and, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a safe bet, if you will, we're kind of showing you more of a worst case scenario. So again, when it comes back to income planning, um, there's a lot of options, but I think it comes back to also the flexibility around it too, because life changes and, um, your income needs to be able to change with that as well. Well, and we have just a minute and a half left in this segment, Chuck and Josh, you know, I'll let you both sound off retirement income planning, like Alicia talked about, there's three buckets. So you might be withdrawing from one bucket while the other one is dipping. Let's say it's tied to the market. It can dip. And in dollar cost average back up because you're keeping that bucket, you're not withdrawing. So another bucket is safer and you can withdraw from it and not hurt you as much. Is that a fair way of assessing it? That's exactly what uh, we're talking about. But the problem of it is, is most people that come in here, they don't have the bucket yeah, strategies. They, there's no, they have one bucket. It's all Exa the same bucket. They do. Yeah. Uh, you know, and to give you a, a good illustration of this, um, I had a, a friend, his name was Bob, and this is uh, still my friend. But back in the, in the 80s, he retired or I'm so, sorry, not in the 80s, in 2008, he retired. And uh, real fast, what happened is he had a million and a half, and he was saying, okay, I'm going to take a 4% withdrawal rate off of my money that's in the market. Well, you know what happened in 08 and 09. Mm -hmm. His portfolio went from a million and a half because, you know, 4% gave him 60000 a year. You look at that and say, well, that's a pretty good plan. When I looked at it, I said, you need to make some uh, changes here and get a little bit more safety in, in your portfolio. Well, the markets are going wild. He, he didn't want to do it. Well, then the markets dropped. Now he still needed that income. And instead of withdrawing uh, you know, his 4% withdrawal of 60000 now became 35000 So he had a choice. Do I take more off of what's already dropped or do I go back to work? Hmm. He chose to go back to work. So, you know, you have those choices, folks. You can go back to work after you retire, or you can have a solid plan that in the event that that happens, you're not going to be taken to the woodshed and lose 40-some percent like most people did in 08 and 09. And, I, you know, it could happen again. I'm not saying it could, but why take the chance when you're retired? And that's what we do here at Lehman Lewis Financial Group is to prevent you from being taken to the woodshed. 
Reach out at 970-446-1234, 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. We'll continue the NOCO Retirement Report after this. Ready to take control of your future? Register now for one of Lehman Lewis Financial Group's upcoming dinner seminars by texting RSVP to 970-446-1234. That's RSVP to 970-446-1234. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about how that will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, we've seen inflation well over 5%. But even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings will be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Lehman Lewis Financial Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. Get this booklet to discover five easy steps to help prevent inflation from impacting your retirement dream. To get your copy of this free booklet from Lehman Lewis Financial Group, call 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. I am not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and am paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Inflation, it never stops. Do you understand how it could impact your retirement savings? Find out by calling the Lehman Lewis Financial Group today, 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. This is the NOCO Retirement Report, along with Alicia Lewis, Chuck Lehman, and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. You can reach the team at 970-446-1234 on the web. It's laymanlewis.com. Now, just because you have a healthy balance in your retirement savings today does not mean that you have an income plan. Josh, I want to start with you. Uh, There's still work to do. So what are some of the risks that we need to be aware of that helps preserve what we feel like we have saved over our working years and give us an income plan in retirement? Yeah, so there's actually lots of risks, and I think it really depends kind of on what direction you go after retirement. So sometimes we see people who say, okay, I made a bundle of money in the stock market, I'm retired, and I want to invest all in safety and get into bonds and you know things like that, where then if you look at real return numbers, they're not actually even keeping up with inflation. So you see sometimes people want to shift out of that growth. But then we also see some people who don't want to shift out of that growth. And then obviously they're going to be subjected to things like market volatility and something we refer to as sequence of returns risk. And that's basically just sort of the performance of the market in a sequence. And basically when you retire, where are we entering in the business cycle, economic cycle, market cycle, things like that. So those are kind of two main risks that we see. But then, of course, you have risks like inflation. So we're obviously entering into this period of high inflation. So we want to make sure that we're preserving our purchasing power so that we're not spending more and more dollars 
pursuing the same amount of goods and services. And then, of course, we have other risks that go with that, like taxes and really sort of understanding how do we save all of our money for retirement? Are all of our dollars saved in qualified accounts that are going to be taxed like ordinary income? Or do we have a combination of taxable accounts, tax-deferred, tax-free? Because then we want to look at how do we have the best, most tax-efficient withdrawal strategy? So if we have all these assets and you know tax-deferred accounts, qualified accounts, we want to look at tax code and look at how are we taking money out of those because now presents a really good opportunity to do that where most people's you know, modified adjust gross income is, you know, where it is, but the tax rates associated with that are pretty attractive too. So again, what does that look like over a long period of time? And how are we taking advantage of all of the different legislation that's kind of, you know, going to change or has already changed? Now, Fidelity, they, of course, uh, provide a lot of financial news. They estimate the average 65-year-old couple can expect to spend Basically, right now, as of today, around three hundred thousand dollars on retirement, uh, on health care in their retirement, I should say, and that does not include long-term care. So, Alicia, health care costs are—I mean, again, it's hard to wrap your arms around and maybe feel like you have a plan. But how do you prepare your clients, your again, their family members? Uh, how do you prepare them for preparing for health care and long-term care in retirement? Well, it really has to do with the overall plan. So it's not like we're taking this three hundred thousand dollars and and putting it, you yeah, know, saying, in a bucket or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're not just putting it over there and saying, "Oh, that's for your healthcare expenses and things like that." We really build it in to make sure that it is covered and it is part of the budget, if you will. And so, you know, there's, there's ways to plan that, that you can really focus on that and make sure that you're getting more uh, tax favorable planning in that, as well as making sure that, you know, uh, again, it comes back to it's all interweaved together. So when we look at your income and how much you're spending, we want to make sure that that is including looking at, okay, how much income is, is that you're going to have to pay taxes on, but then what is going to be taken out for, you know, out of your social security, how much is that going to be taxed? Um, how much is your Medicare going to be taxed? So I, I can't even tell you it's a domino effect. And I think that that's a big piece that people say, oh, I've got my investments in order and I'm diversified. And, and yes, that's great. But uh, these are issues that people are not taking into consideration, let alone the inflation on healthcare. I think we've all seen that in such a major way in the past, you know, five, 10 years. Um, especially we've just seen the costs of, of healthcare just increase majorly. So um, focusing on all of these things together that you have it covered and that you've, you, you have a plan with it so that it doesn't catch you off guard. Because when you're in retirement, when you're, you know, 60 years old plus, um, that's when you're going to probably experience your, um, I guess, the biggest health issues is in retirement, typically. So I want to ask the listeners today, have you planned for health care and long-term care in your retirement plan? My guess is you're a lot like most of us. We've saved for retirement through our 401ks, maybe some annuities. We've had a, an account. We played some money in the stock market. And all we were thinking about is the giant number in front of us. 
But what about the giant things that can attack that giant number in front of you? Have you planned for health care and long-term care? If your answer is no, you need to reach out to Alicia, Chuck, Josh, our entire Lehman Lewis financial team to help you prepare for your retirement. Reach out at 970-446-1234. 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. Now, Chuck... What are some of the options we have for addressing potential long-term care costs in our retirement plan? You know, that's a good question. And I want to also reiterate the importance of long-term care. Uh, Statistically, one out of every two people over the age of 65 are going to need some kind of long-term care assistance before they pass away. And I looked at my own personal family members, my grandparents, my aunts, my, uh, my parents, and it was half of them. And so it, it it holds true. But, you know, long-term care insurance, that's something that everybody loves to look into and buy because it's extremely expensive and they don't know if they're going to use it. So if they don't use it, they lose it. Well, there are other options. And the best option that we know of right now is life insurance. Now, you might be thinking, life insurance? That's for when I'm young and trying to cover the debt on my mortgage and things like that. But, you know, there's. A, let me give you an illustration. The old block cell phone. Remember the one that was about <laughs> size brick. of a brick. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, all you could do with that was make a phone call, right? Yeah. Wouldn't well, you love now, to see a look text at, come across that screen? <laughs> or you could, you know, ward off uh, an intruder in your home and hit him on the head with it because it was the size of a brick. Yeah, it was. But today, our cell phones are computers. I mean, we take pictures, we we text, we sometimes we make a phone call, not very often. Uh, it, it, it's you know I've I've got the internet on there, email, everything. So it's morphed into that. Insurance has also done that. As a matter of fact, insurance now is probably used more as an asset than it is for just a death benefit. And you know there are some qualifications that you have to have, and there might be some tax ramifications if you don't do it properly. But you know to give you an example, uh, you know we just did one for a person here about two weeks ago. And they're putting money into it of about $5,000 a year. And you might think, well, that's a lot. Well, it gives them $300,000 a death benefit. And if they end up needing it for long-term care, whether it be assisted living, home health care, and a nursing home, they get 25% of that $300,000 every year for the first four and a half years. Now, that's going to decrease their death benefit. In other words, they're giving your death benefit up front. But they don't pay on that forever. And then they can use it as a cash asset in the event that they don't need it for long-term care. And maybe if they're not going into a, a you know an assisted living, they're just paying some of those medical expenses, there's a bucket for that. And then if they don't use it for any of that, it goes to their heirs tax-free. So it's a win-win-win situation. And when people, when we show this to people, and, and the biggest thing is you have to be healthy. You can't have had, uh, you know, a heart attack or cancer in the last five or 10 years. There's, you know, some health qualifications. But I will guarantee you that almost 90% of the people, when we show them this as an option, they look at that and say, why wouldn't I do that? And we always say the same thing. Well, because it's life insurance and you have to qualify for it health-wise. But it's just one option. And, and it's right now, it's a very popular one. 
So it's something to look into because it has changed over the last 20 years. Well, and I think it's important, too, that... You know, there's not one magic bullet that fixes, you know, the long-term care conversation. It's multiple things put together. So we're looking at income. We're looking at how it's taxed. We're also looking at, you know, there there are people that sometimes come in here and they're like, oh, I've got this long-term care policy and I've had it for, you know, 15 years. And we're like, don't get rid of that. And they're like, oh, but the, you know, the, the prices are going up, the, the premium is going up. And we're like, okay, well, you know, instead of you increasing the premium, so sometimes, you know, we'll analyze it. Um, instead of you increasing the premium, why don't you just keep the benefits where you're, where they're at right now? And let's look at other ways to cover the additional that you will need. And so again, there's no, in my personal opinion, there is no one magic bullet to cover this long-term care, uh, issue. It's really the combination of multiple strategies. This is the NOCO Retirement Report, along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, Josh, we've got two minutes left in this segment, and taxes is such a big deal in retirement. So uh, can you address a couple of things here? First, the difference between tax planning and tax preparation, and then, you know, just flat out overlooking taxes in retirement and how much they can cause problems. So how do you help people address taxes? So I think, again, this is really kind of that conversation about looking at how are your accounts qualified, right? So what's the tax registration of everything? So again, we're looking at tax deferred accounts. Most people, you know, associate these with employer plans, 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, things like that. And we're getting a tax break as we make contributions to that and we kick the tax can down the road (laughs) and then we take money out of there and we're taxed like ordinary income. So I think a lot of people look at that and go, well, I put money in my IRA or my 401k because I'm planning for taxes. Okay, well, you're (laughs) saving for taxes too when you do that because you, you know, take a little bit of a haircut on your AGI. So that's great. But I think what most people don't look at is what is that future tax liability? So they're doing kind of this tax preparation, right, of saying, I want to, you know, reap this tax benefit this year, but I'm not tax planning because I'm not looking at what this will mean for me and 10, 15, 20 years down the road. So I think there's a big difference between just doing your taxes and getting them prepared as opposed to looking at that longer term. And I think, you know, when people are fixated on taxes, that's kind of their one main line of thought. And a lot of people don't really recognize what kind of a risk that is. And I think for a lot of people, it's kind of the biggest risk within their plan. And one of the main things I don't think people look at is something called provisional income. So when you look at, you know, saving for retirement, you start getting benefits, say, you know, you're retired, you're getting Social Security, things like that. What's interesting about Social Security is as we go through life, we're putting, you know, we're paying payroll taxes, right, every other week out of our paycheck. And I think a lot of people look at Social Security as being this future tax-free benefit. Well, surprise, it's not. So they actually look at a number called provisional income. So what that is, is it's 50% of your Social Security benefit Plus, if you have job earnings, pensions, annuities, investment returns, maybe dividends, interest, and even interest from tax-free bonds like municipal bonds. So the thing is, is if your provisional income is above a certain amount, part of your Social Security benefit gets taxed. If it's above another amount, even more of it gets taxed. Then this all parlays into how much you pay for your Medicare Part B premium. So if you're not looking at all your different sources of income and how to keep your provisional income lower, 
then you're probably going to end up paying more and more in taxes and more and more in Part B premiums. So all these things really start adding up and they sort of combine with one another to create this giant snowball. And I think a lot of times people are at the bottom of the hill not recognizing, you know, what's going to come down on them. Reach out to Alicia, Chuck, Josh, and Jeff at 970-446-1234 or go to the website, laymanlewis.com, to... uh, start your planning today. We'll continue with the NOCO Retirement Report after this. Could you end up paying too much in taxes when you retire? Find out by getting Lehman Lewis Financial Group's free tax guide by texting TAX to 970-446-1234. That's TAX to 970-446-1234. Three generations. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. When Lehman Lewis Financial Group says they are a family-owned and operated company, they mean it. Years ago, Grandpa Lehman started it, his son Chuck built on it and continued it, and now Alicia and her husband Josh Lewis have joined in to continue the family tradition of helping others find happiness in retirement. If that's what you're looking for in a financial professional, a family-oriented business that treats their clients like, well, family, then give Lehman Lewis Financial Group a call, 970 519-2212. Chuck, Alicia, and Josh say it all the time. It's not about the accounts, the numbers, or the products, but rather it's about the people. Three generations of doing things the right way. Join the Lehman Lewis family today, 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. Jimmy Lakey is not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and was paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance services. This is the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia Lewis, Chuck Lehman, and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, there are so many big decisions that you have to weigh heading into retirement. We like to take one of those big decisions and really dive into the pros and cons. So this is retirement yay or nay for today's NOCO Retirement Report. So the uh, topic today, guys, is working in retirement. Uh, so yay or nay, do we work in retirement? I think, I think it really depends. Some people work because they have a hobby job or, you know, I, I personally don't know that I would work in retirement, but then again, I don't, I, I might get bored. You never know. Yeah. There's a lot of variables with that. That's tough. I think it depends on where you work. You know, I think of like going into Cabela's or Shields, my kids think I'm famous because I know all these people that work there and they're all. <laughs> They're all clients. And what's funny is, you know, when you run into them, almost, I would say 98% of them, they all tell me what the uh, employee discount is <laughs> and that they get to talk about fishing or shooting or whatever all day long. They're yeah, like, Alicia might dream be asking, job. hey, Josh, where's your paycheck? Because I, all we got all this stuff, <laughs> but we don't, we don't have a paycheck to go along right. with. Right. <laughs> yep. So. Well, and it's the social part, too, where they exactly. get to, you know, interact yeah. with yeah. other people that are like-minded with them. And, Yeah. It's it's fun. So that's a yay or a nay. It yay, depends on the yay, situation. Yay, yay. I think that's it's good. it's if you have to or if you want to. I think that's really yeah. the, the delineating factor right there. Very much so. Totally agree. All right. So here's why we're talking about this subject today. A survey by Express Employment Professionals Staffing Agency indicates that 79% of workers between 57 and 75 say that they would rather be semi-retired rather than fully retired. 
Um, so there are pros and cons that go along with it. You know, much of what you guys talked about, you know, earning a paycheck and, uh, you know, in Josh's case, the discounts at the, at the uh, you know, local store. Uh, you know, scale back to part-time hours. If you return to work, you're able to get, you know, health insurance coverage. That m- might be a component of why. You know, the cons would be you still have commitment of showing up and meeting work obligations. Right. Or, they expect just, you to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they really? don't. Just That's a tough one. Higher tax brackets, you know, part-time income all also can adversely affect your Social Security. So let's talk about the pros and cons for those who are thinking about being semi-retired because there are some decisions decisions that you need to make because, uh, again, if you decided to, at 62, punch your Social Security and start taking it without really actually talking through it, and then you're, you know, you retire at 65 but take a part-time job, you're not at full retirement age yet, that can affect your Social Security uh, because you didn't plan, because you didn't look into it. All of a sudden, you're like, what the heck? Uh, but that's what you guys do is get around the kitchen table and talk through these things. Absolutely right. And I think, you know, all of those things are important part of the discussion, but really nailing down why you might want to go back at a part-time job or even some folks a full-time job. So kind of assessing what that, you know, fills in the void, if you will, for a lot of people, but also looking at, hey, what are the potential benefits? What are the potential consequences? And then seeing, you know, kind of what outweighs the other and making sure that, you know, it's still a logical decision that kind of checks all the boxes. And really, you know, if it doesn't check all the boxes, making sure you're aware of all those things too. So again, having that candid conversation of really discussing what that looks like. There was um, a a really good client of ours who was so excited to retire. And I think she was more excited about the thought of retirement. And, And honestly, she didn't think she could retire. She was like, there's no way. So um, yeah, that's, that's a pipe dream. And when we sat down and created her retirement roadmap and said, you can retire. We are all so excited to let her know you can retire. You can do it. Put your notice in, you know? And, uh, she came back a couple weeks later and she was like, well, I'm not going to retire, but I went part-time and, uh, I couldn't be more happy about it. You know, I've got the hours that I want. I still get to, to be, um, active in this, in this company that she had worked for, for many, many years. She said, I, I just think I would have missed the people. And, um, what am I going to do? Go home and, and, you know, just do nothing. And so it's just, it's, again, it all comes back to, are you working because you want to, or because you have to, and, um, how is that going to affect your plan? And so that's where we kind of sat back down with her and said, okay, well, let's, kind of reconfigure your retirement roadmap since you're not going to need this amount of income and this is how it's going to affect your taxes and all these things. So again, this is where having a team on your side to say, yeah, this works and and here's the adjustments we can we can make to make sure that it works even better for you and being able to bounce those ideas off of each other, I think is just um such such value. Yeah, and, and again, folks, um, and for our friends in compliance, again, one person's situation is different than another's. And so uh, as we're talking through these, you, you need to have your own situation, um, you know, looked at. But right there, you know, they knew they could retire, but she would, decided to maintain part-time employment. And, you know, I've seen some people do it also for the health care benefit. Maybe they can work uh, 25 or 30 hours. So they back down from full time, but they can still maintain benefits, still not have to be there every day. And so, but they worked through that process and 
that's the key. Yeah, I think that that is the key. I, you know, and and we see this a lot too, where we show people, hey, this is what it looks like if you retire early. You're gonna, you know, before age uh, sixty five, um, if you're gonna retire early, this is how much it's gonna cost you for for health insurance. And you know, it, does it work? Does it not work? And even the times that it does work, a lot of times people look at that and say, gosh, I don't, I just don't know if that's worth the, the cost of the health insurance. So there again, it's just weighing those pros and cons and also coming back down to what is it in your situation that you are wanting and needing and how, how does your situation work with retirement or not retiring? And uh, again, that's where it, it is key to have have advice. Have mm. advice on that. Don't just go into it blindly. By the way, LaymanLewisResources.com is the website. Uh, Alicia, Chuck, and Josh are offering you a, a free checklist challenge. If you want to start thinking about retirement today, just go to LaymanLewisResources.com. Click on the checklist challenge. All you have to do is input your name and your email address. It'll be a downloadable PDF emailed to you. That's at LaymanLewisResources.com. Click on the checklist challenge and, and start thinking about your retirement today. You can also reach Alicia, Chuck, and Josh at 970-446-1234 if you'd like to start your retirement roadmap. 970-446-1234. All right. So what are some of the factors to make sure that we understand before we decide whether to fully retire or keep working part-time? Are there some key factors? Absolutely. I would say cash flows are paramount. So looking at your budget and then looking at what kind of fixed Hold it, income. hold it, hold it. You're telling me I have to have a budget in retirement? I would say <laughs> you don't have to have it, but it's a heck of a good idea, okay? Because <laughs> here's the thing, you know, when people go, well, do I have enough money to, you know, retire? Well, how much do you spend a month, right? If we don't have that output number, it's kind of hard to figure out, do you have enough? So, you know, that's kind of a building block there of a retirement plan. And it's also important to recognize, hey, do I want to end gainful employment? You know, my primary source of revenue. So looking at what that budget looks like and then seeing kind of maybe where that part-time income fits in. Also, like we've talked about is benefits, right? What are the benefits? How many hours do you have to work? You know, is my spouse able to get on these benefits? Is there maybe even an employer plan? Some of those things that might be available to part-time employees. So kind of understanding that, right? Knowing that, hey, if the job is giving me this and the benefits are that, you know, am I willing to exchange my time for those things? Because again, when we talk about working part-time in retirement, for most people, we want this to be elective, right? We want it to be something they want to do. So looking at tax implications, you know, are you Maybe your spouse is still working, but you retired and you're in a higher income tax bracket. Is your part-time uh, wage is going to increase your income to the point that it might increase your Medicare Part B premiums? You know, m Will it increase taxes on Social Security? So there's all of these different sort of levers that once one gets pulled, it affects something else over here. So again, sitting down looking at, hey, what are the costs? What are the benefits? Is that something I want to do? Are, as you guys have done this, and, and Chuck's been doing it for more than 45 years, but you as a team, you know, collectively, good grief, you're probably, you know, at 100 years of, of uh, retirement income planning experience. 
do you have a lot of people that still want to re- work in retirement? And, you know, if so, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, because at some point in time they're going to just fully retire. But what is the percentage, you think, of people that still work for a little while even after they've officially retired from the job? I would probably say this is a big guess. Yeah, it's a total Thir- guess. 35 to 40 percent. What, okay. what, what would you say? Josh? I'd say that's about right. What's interesting about that number, though, is it's people will retire. And then they, you know, they have a couple fun years where they're like, this is great. I'm doing all this stuff. stuff. Right. Uh And they're checking stuff off the list. And then they hit this point where they're like, okay, well, you know, I've been to Europe. I've done the, you know, and all these things. And they're like, I might get a job. I might, you know, or I had a client who just started a small business about a month or two ago and she's into graphic design. And it's like, I've always thought about this. And she's been retired for a few years, but then, you know, wanted something to kind of fulfill her life a little bit more. So I think what's interesting is there's always a little bit of a lag time in there. And and I think people are kind of figuring out what they want to do. And then we usually see people pick up some part-time position after they've been retired for a little while. Or, you know, it might be like a more devoted kind of volunteer type position where we see that a lot. So people are still working. They just might not be, you know, compensated in a monetary fashion. Well, and I think a lot of times what we see too is that, you know, people get really, really good at a hobby and, um, then they say, well, you know, I kind of, I mean, I love doing this and I'm really, really good at it. And heck, I might as well, I might as well get paid to support this, this hobby. I, we have, uh, a family that we work with that they're really into, she's really into quilting and which is just a lost art. And she's like, I had all these, you know, quilting projects and I love doing it, but then she's like, man, quilting is expensive. It's really expensive. And, um, you know, I, I, I love doing it, but I also love selling it because she makes good money selling it. And so this, again, this is, um, it it comes back to supporting the hobby, but also she's like, I get to interact with all these different people that, had I not started doing this, I never would have been introduced to some of the people that I get to work with. And, um, you know, she's she's pretty well known in the area. And yeah. online marketplaces make that so uh, easy for yeah. people, too. Yeah. You Good think point. of, like, the birth of Etsy. You know, yeah, right. 10 years ago, it was just, you know, the grandmas of the world out quilting or crocheting. And, you know, there wasn't really this outlet for them to really monetize that hobby. So I think now... There's so many more different outlets available to just regular people who go, gosh, I've always been interested in this. I'm, you know, I, I'm very talented at it. And now I have an actual outlet to reap some benefit from that. And it is still that um, I'm doing it because I want to, not because I have to. It's just this, yeah, fun thing that they get to enjoy and not feel the pressure. Mm. Start your retirement roadmap with the Lehman Lewis team today, 970 one, two, three, four. Your retirement roadmap is from Layman Lewis. 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. Alicia, Chuck, Josh, always uh, uh, just a great time to spend with you. Uh, look forward to it. We'll do it again next week. Sounds Alrighty. great. Hey, this is Alicia Lewis. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Hopefully you heard something that is going to help you plan for your retirement. As always, if you have any specific questions, please feel free to give me a call. 970-446-1234. Again, that's 970-446-1234. 
So we offered a couple of the free retirement guides. These guides are gonna be really helpful information to prepare for retirement. So if you wanna get any of these guides that we talked about today, go to laymanlewisresources.com. That's laymanlewisresources.com. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AEWM and Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal, any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income, generally referred to fixed insurance products. Never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the in- issuing carrier. The radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Lehman Lewis Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Lehman Lewis Financial Group. The radio show is a paid placement.